welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. And the good times continue from World Headquarters of Cigar Snob Magazine. It is the Cigar Snob Podcast with Ivan Ocampo and Eric Calvino. I am merely Jim Rodriguez. What's up, boys? Good day, Jim. What's happening, Jim? I am enjoying you look like day. you're enjoying it. Yes. You feel good today. You look yes. like you feel good. I yeah. got my Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very, I'm very... You got a, the matching shoes, which I see? noticed. See, I'm very tranquilo y tropical, as I we like would it. say. Very, I like a, it. A very tropical feel. And we're going to have some tropical drinks today. We are. You know? Our perfect pairing segment on this edition is featuring some rum. And I'm always excited because, as we've said before here on the show, you know, cigars and rum, they're, like, you know, they're, they're cousins. They're cousins for sure. Right? Come from the same places, yeah. same climes, climates. What's a climb? <laughs> <Or> climes? <laughs> you know when you say something and the words come out of your mouth and you're trying to catch the words as they come out. You're like, I got no climb. I went that I went uh, there. That's okay. You, 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 the, the little er. Just stayed in your in the back of your mouth a little bit. When he said that, you, you ever been to the fair? You remember the cakewalk? Yes. The people that go up on and the people are falling backwards yeah, on yeah. each other because they can't. That's what I was thinking. About when that's he said the climbs. Thinking. Okay. But my, I was going through that mental Rolodex. I climb. Okay. I saw climb, your face. Climb, I saw the hamster around. running in there. Does not compute. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, Eric, sure. I'll send you guys the uh, the link. Hey, our buddy Alejandro Noriega, Junior. Junior brand manager for Santa Teresa Rum. Mm. We'll be along with Ivan. That'll be good stuff. We've got a great smoky treat mm-hmm. that I have in my hand. And you have asked for it. You have sent in your petitions. And we're going to do some retro hailing. Or correction, I'm going to do some retro hailing. This is going to be exciting. Well, we're all going to do it because we all do it all the time, except you're going to learn how to do it yes. today. First time. So I'm breaking my retro hail cherry. Yes, I was uh, I was gonna say it, but I'd already met that lava the once. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Lots to get to here at the Cigar Snob Podcast. Hope you're with us, Jasper. What you got? If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, 
and a 5 by 50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. All right, Jasper, thank you, sir. Good times, good times, indeed, indeed, ready to go. We mentioned our smoky treats, and here's what we got. Caballeros, que fuman. All right, today we are smoking the Liga Privada H99. This is a new release from Drew Estate. It uh, it only comes in one size. It's a 6x52. They make it at the uh, Gran Fabrica Drew Estate in Esteli, Nicaragua. Uh, the wrapper hails from Connecticut. Uh, binder from Mexico, and the fillers are from Honduras and Nicaragua. These puppies retail at 24 bucks. Mm. Uh, now... The wrapper on this thing is is the exciting thing. It is a Corojo wrapper that has been hybridized and grown in Connecticut. So Corojo, we've talked about Corojo. I think it was maybe even last show uh, when we had Camacho talking about Corojo. So, uh, so what these guys did is they they took the Corojo, they hybridized it with the Criollo ninety nine, and they grew it in uh, in Connecticut. And so it's it. The idea is so that the Corojo retains its sweetness, but then sort of takes on some of the spiciness of a Criollo. And so that's what that's what they went for here. And personally, I think that they nailed it in terms of that sweet, spicy combination. So what do you guys think about it? I right, you go ahead. Uh, it's a very, it tastes sophisticated to me. It is very unique. It doesn't taste like your typical Corojo. Uh, yeah. offering agreed, so it, it is very complex uh nuanced um it, it seems like i should be wearing like a jacket and a tie <laughs> you know while i while i'm smoking this. okay you know maybe the price has something to do with it. i think i think maybe the price does <laughs> but i wouldn't want to waste it on a golf course for example or but i I'll, completely agree with you in terms you of know. like the flavors it doesn't it it isn't just a cigar it's not right so when you think of of cigars that are like that that are sort of they feel like everybody's just mailing it in, sure. right? Okay, yeah, this is a blend that we can do every day, but this isn't that. It does have some unique flavors, uh, especially that combination. It's like a red pepper sweetness, right? That's that's kind of it. It has the sweetness, but it's not sweet like caramel uh, or vanilla. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's like a peppery sweetness. So I, like I said, I think they nailed it in that way. When you first lit it, Jim, you said, I'm waiting for the sweetness. Right. Uh, has that come in or are we still? I'm still in the peppery stage. Okay. And I, and I think that maybe not to, not to um, segue into retrohaling so early because I know I, we, I we will be doing that. I think you'll get it But more. I think, yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. For I think sure. part of the reason that you don't get the sweetness is that you don't know how to retrohale. And so you will learn that today. And this was entirely by chance. We Tremendous didn't plan segue. this. Tremendous. This is, this is fine producing. Yeah. Fine producing. My no, seriously, I, I think that, I agree. that you're, not, you're not getting it because uh, those sweet uh, aromas that, that come through with that pepper, I get them right out of the gate and you don't even taste them. Right. Now, you could chalk that up to a difference and, you know, everybody has a different palate. But I do think that they are so pronounced that I think everyone would get them if they retrohaled. So we will get to that. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'll tell you what. First of all, the, the cigar, I, I love how it feels in my hand. You know what I mean? It's, it's, 
it's 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 not too small. It it's it's a great size. Well, I may not have said it. it's a six by fifty two. Yeah, it's a great size. Yeah. The wrapper I can't keep my eyes off the wrapper. It is so cool and it's kind of it's leathery, right? Right. It's leathery. It's reddish brown. It's reddish. Yeah. Now nah, it's a it's a good looking it's a good looking cigar, no doubt about it. And the construction is excellent. Right. Uh, as everything you expect from from Drew Estate. I'm just looking at the ash uh, and my initial light, and it's already just perfectly balanced Perfect. out. The so, ash looks great. But so let's try to let's try to get to uh, what flavors are you getting? You you said some pepper and spice earlier before we started recording. What else? Do you get anything else? I'm just curious because I want to know. I want to. I'm trying to to sort of establish a benchmark between what you are experiencing now mm-hmm. and what you will experience after you start retrohaling. I want to know if there's a difference. So I'm trying to Well, I it. definitely when when I when just at the beginning of it where I'm at now, I can definitely taste that red kind of cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and that's maybe, you know, it's it's so funny the 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 taste of it and then the visual of it because I almost feel like the wrapper is cayenne pepper. That's how it feels like because it has that reddish look about it. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool kind of experience tasting the that peppery red paper, you know, red pepper flaky kind of stuff. And it goes with the wrapper. So I'm definitely uh, tasting the pepper, that cayenne nest to us. I like the spice, you know, and, and I was surprised that from the jump, it got it got to me like that right from the jump. Yeah, it, it, it just grabs you. Um and I'm really enjoying it, and I'm super excited now to get into that sweet part with so, the re- with the retrohale. So what I'm else trying to you... smoke it without retrohaling. I'm having a tough time. I don't think I've ever smoked without retrohaling. I know. Retro- I retrohale almost every puff. Me too. Yeah. I, I was just testing myself now. Yeah. What What else do you get uh, on the on the notes? Very Ivan? woody. Uh, you get some wood, yep. Yeah. Uh, like a cedar, almost like a. Yeah, yeah, I am with you. It's it's maybe even some like like pipe tobacco hmm. in there somewhere. But it's like I said, it's a, it's very refined, like sophisticated, like uh, flavors that I got. Yeah, there's also a tiny bit of like earthiness back there, that kind of you know blends in with that with that wooden pepper, like a tiny bit. Also, a touch of like cocoa powder way back in there, right? Yeah, it's got it's got a lot going on. So yeah, I agree with you 100. percent It is a, a complex smoke. You can tell it it has been. Uh, well thought out, very well developed. Okay, okay. There's, there it is. There's the sweet. <laughs> I got it. There it is. Well, <laughs> look at his eyes I, light I, up. I, I kind of cheated. I tried to retrohale a little bit. I kind of cheated. You know what? This I guy. I, I, you know what? I felt like I, I felt like I was, I was FOMO, fear of missing out. I was FOMOing over here. <laughs> we were supposed to do this no, together. No, no, Jim. no, no, no. We'll do, we'll, we'll do it together. I'll, you know, you know, you're, you're taking a kid off the street and you're and you're refining them. This is this is like trading places here. You know, this is it. This is it. You've done it for me. No, but I love it. And before we go to the the retrohale for real, for real, uh, the band. The band is kind of cool. It's it's very, it it kind of looks like a, almost like a club, you know, like 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 like, like the the marquee of a club because it it says La Privada and Liga, Liga Privada. Liga Privada. So and it's the same Liga Privada label as as all red. the others, but, but in red, in red, right, in red. Yeah. And I love the little lion on there. Nice. And a little, I love it very much. I, I'm yeah. a big fan of bands. And, and if you, you are. Like I bands, know. You always jump on that. Yeah, I love this stuff. So 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 far so good. And now comes the moment, the retro hail. X's and O's. Well, so let's let's shout out uh, the gentleman who sent in the mm-hmm. uh, retro hill request. Right. It it all starts with you. 
Okay. And our buddy Scott Swartz sent us a email at questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And it said, gentlemen, I don't think he was referring to me on this it, one. No, or, or, or me. Gentlemen, <laughs> on your most recent podcast towards the end, you brought up the concept of retrohale. Would it be possible to do a segment on this and explain what it is, how you do it, the benefits, and do you do it with every cigar you smoke, etc.? That's from Scott Schwartz. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Scott, we will be uh, reaching out to you shortly so that you can, uh, you can give us an address to ship your cigar snob swag pack. Yay. And, and you've got me, you've got me retro, Yay. Scott. I owe you, buddy. I owe you. Next time, next time I see you, Scott, which will be the first time, but the next time <laughs> I see you, we're gonna have to retro hell together. Oh, right, retro hell party. Be, I don't know. It'll be Bondi. You it'll, guys can do that. It'll be an know. RHP retro yeah. hell party. All right, so here we go. I got cigar in hand. I want to get into the sweetness here. What do I do, boys? I can't wait for the instructions. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> All right. So, the, so first, let's start with with a a simple warning. Right. When you're going to retro for the very first time, don't do the entire puff of smoke that you've just drawn in. Mm-hmm. So you draw in the smoke. You should let out some of it and leave yourself just a little bit of smoke at the end. Right. And then doing? try Ed- to retro it. Are we doing edibles or are we blowing out cigars? <laughs> no, what, but what seriously, when you retro for the first time and your entire smoke that you've just drawn in goes through your nose for the first time, it's going to burn. Right. And it depends on the strength of the cigar. So the stronger the cigar, the more it'll burn. And this cigar? This cigar would put it at medium plus. Okay. Right. So it would, you, there, a, a little tear would come, you know, roll down your <laughs> cheek if you did it. All right. Would you explain physically what you're doing in your mouth, nose area to actually retrohale? I, I know, I know that you're, know. you're, you're you can't part. wait for this part because it's very hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult to explain how uh, to teach someone how to retrohale. If anyone so, can do it, it's Eric I don't know. Calvini. I don't know, but I'm going to try. So the way that I think of it is when, I, when, again, you've left that little bit of smoke in your mouth, I kind of close down that, that area where the smoke is. I just kind of like clench my jaw a little bit push it up, try to push up from the back, and at the same time, exhale through my nose. Is your tongue doing anything? Your tongue is doing anything because it's helping to close down that space. Yeah, it's trapping the smoke. Yeah, it, so it, you're, you're trying to like push it to the back and up, and at the same time, exhaling through your nose. Or just open your nose passages so it just flows out. Okay, so background, I was not a cigarette smoker mm-hmm. growing up. So I, when I started smoking cigars, cigars were the thing I smoked or was, I didn't smoke anything else. So to learn how to retro hill, it did take me a little bit. I didn't like just get it right out of the gate. So, and that's kind of the thought process that got me there was close down the space, push up the tongue and let it out. Let the air out through my nose. The image I have <laughs> is you see these cigarettes. I don't know, I don't, have you seen these? Have you seen the Godzilla movies when, when, when there's baby Godzilla and, yeah. and Godzilla and Godzilla is like, and the fire comes out, and baby Godzilla goes like a bloop, a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, yes, that's exactly That's it. what I feel is going to about to happen here. So, all right, are we ready? Oh, we're ready. Well, so let's I'd like, go. yeah, yeah, let, let's get it. All right, so rip. I followed all your mechanics here with, sure. with the with, with the clinch. You want to take and, a practice swing? Thing? No, I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. No, jump in. no foreplay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Let's see it, Jimbo. Right, so I, I got my drag, and here we go. Here we go. 
Hey, that came right out, came right? Out. Came Beautiful, out. right? Yeah, you're a natural. I win. And there's the sweetness. <laughs> you're a natural. <laughs> I'm going to do it one more time and make sure I got it right. So I got the sweetness. Yeah, I, no, I saw it. You got it. Good amount of smoke came out on that one. Oh, bueno. Nice, Good right? stuff. And so oh. now now what do you do? You, flavors seriously, are, like from, flavors a, from a flavor dancing and aroma with your, standpoint. They should be dancing you, with your nose hairs right now. <laughs> There should be a waltz. It's, the problem is there's a lot going on in there. There's a lot happening in there. There should be a waltz Talk in your nasal cavity right now. Mm. Now, yeah. you're not swallowing, by the way, you're not swallowing the smoke. Right, right. I just want to make sure that that's, because that's going to hurt on a different level. Dude, whoa, hey, <laughs> you, you almost had a... We have to work you on your. I think we have to, we have to work on your cool face <laughs> afterwards. But let's just get this down I feel, first. I feel, I feel like oh my god, somebody stepped on my toe face. <laughs> my bunion, my bunion. Oh my back. All right. But no, I mean, I mean, what I what I'm what I'm sort of wow. It's it's there's so much. This is like a new world. Now. It does. It opens up. Definitely opens up a new world without exaggerating. Wow. It's it's it, it should be hot. It's it's a cacophony. Ooh, that, that's happening be, between my mouth and my nose. Oh, me, a it's second. a cacophony. A Let me Google that. <laughs> See, well, make sure you spell it right. You're going to get something completely different. <laughs> Is there a firewall at Cigar Snob Magazine? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get on that site. Better than, um, no, you know what? I, I feel like the the sweetness, it, it's, how do I explain it? it it's, it's not like, it's, you you can definitely it, it's a spicy sweetness to it. Am, am I supposed to be? It's, it's, it's like a fruit. I, th- I think sure. you're getting more of a burn for sure yeah. than when you are uh, exhaling through your mouth because you feel it. Your your nose is more sensitive, so the the peppers are like amplified in your nose. I feel. I um, guess the best way I could explain it is. But it, uh, by the way, fruit fruit is not a bad thing to say here. Almost right. like a like a ripe fruit, like an over ripened fruit sweetness. Tiny bit of it. I mean, what I would almost feel like is if I got like a mango, and I put some 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 pepper flakes on the mango, and I ate it. That's what it. That's what it's coming that's out. A, that that's where I'm that's at right good. now. Right? Yeah, you, know, I'm, you, you know what I mean. All of I'm a sudden, that. all of a sudden, I'm 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 waiting for the for the for the fruit vendor to come around the neighborhood, and that's and that's what I'm thinking. A nice mango with some with some pepper flakes on it that I'm that I'm devouring. That that's what this cigar is doing. This is this is a whole new world, boys. Yeah. Good stuff. Where have I been? So here's another pro tip. This is what I do. I was again. I was just before. I don't just retrohale. So I go like a couple while I'm puffing the cigar. I'll do a couple out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Get the flavors in my mouth, and then I'll save the little like last little bit of smoke the in last there dance for the nose dance. Uh, <laughs> now in Miami, nose dance is a whole different story. This is not. This is not. You know. Billy, All right. Okay. This, is, this is not. This is not Billy Corbin's. You know, version of it. But no, this is. This is a whole new world. I'm now. But you're right, Ivan. You're right. I got to work on the face. Uh, sure. the, 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 That'll come. The face looks like. Is, is he okay? <laughs> you did look like you were having a convulsion <laughs> at one point. <laughs> Did you in, in like the the jujitsu that he was doing to get his mouth to close that space? Yeah, it took a lot of concentration. It was really funny. And then like, there was a little bit of like a trembling of the mouth, like this is not working. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun to watch. 
All right. Oh, yeah. So excellent. <laughs> Thank awesome. you, Scott, yes. for, for sending yes. this in. And hey, awesome, Scott. If there's if there's a cigar question you want to have answered, you can submit it to us at questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And if we read and answer your question, what happens, Eric? Well, the same thing that's going to happen to Scott. You get a cigar snob swag pack. Oh, I'm going to do some retrohaling while oh uh, yeah, while, while our buddy Ivan tells us about Villiger. Tell you what, it's another great product to retrohale. Mm-hmm. Villiger Cigars, a brand synonymous with European style and sophistication, invites you to try the Cuellar Black Forest, made at the famous Tabacalera Tabala- Palma in the Dominican Republic. The Cuellar Black Forest is crafted using only but the finest tobaccos, resulting in a smooth and complex smoke you are sure to enjoy. And what is it exactly that makes the Cuellar Black Forest such a spectacular smoke? It's the highly sought-after Mexican San Andres tobacco it's beautifully wrapped in. Aged to perfection, the Mexican San Andres produces a robust amount of flavor while giving the cigar its gorgeous dark walnut color appearance and oily textured finish. Named after the majestic forest where Chairman Heinrich Villiger grew up near, the cigar is a tribute to the passion which is embedded in the long history of cigar making at Villiger Cigars. The Cuellar Black Forest. Go out and try one today. All right. Nice, my friend. Nice. All Thanks right. to our well buddies done. over at Villiger. All right. Now we've got a great smoke. Now it's time for the perfect pairing. Bring out the booze. All right, Jasper. Always gets us in the mood. Did you see Chente back there? I think Chente had a little bit of this rum back there. Yeah. Chente the horse. I love this. All right, so we're doing rums today. Oh. This is, these are these are nicely these are aged rums. I would almost say sipping rums. Yeah, yeah. Sipping rums is a good way to put it. Uh, but yeah, they're all aged. They're not the kind of uh, rums that you typically get in a cocktail. Like you don't order a rum and coke. Mm-hmm. And it comes with one of these, sure. right? You uh, you can, but you can, of course. it's going to be an expensive yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. So the, these are all aged. They're meant to be enjoyed neat mm-hmm. or maybe with a like a drop or two of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, these are these are sipping rums. They're going to be on the sweeter side. Uh, right. So traditional sort of dry rums, uh, which are usually what you get in a cocktail. Drier rums. These are on the sweeter side. So. All right. So let's right. get into them. So Liga Privada and rums, here we go. So we're we're going to look at uh, rum A right now. Mm-hmm. And let's start with the visual, the color. Very dark, right? It is dark. It is, uh, you know, amber. Amber and, and uh, nice viscosity, too. What do you got, Ivan? You're, you're looking at it like it's talking to you. I was looking for the viscosity. I only look at viscosity in Motorola. But, yeah, this is. <laughs> it uh, is, man. It's, it's. It, it, yeah, no, you Thick. can tell. And now we're going to put our, our nose in there. Punch, right? Powerful. It it definitely hits you. Like, hey, wake up. All right. So we're about to drink. I'm going to do, I'm going to take a puff of the Liga Privada and then have a little gulp here. So I find that the flavor is thinner than what it looks. The mouthfeel is there. Yeah. Like the mouthfeel, it feels uh, viscose, but the flavors are not quite there with it. It's it does it's not I was expecting something, you know, more caramelly, more yeah. sweeter. And it's 
it's, it's a little bit higher now, high in alcohol. Yes, I was which, about to say that. It's it's very alcoholy. Yeah, boozy. Uh, yeah, boozy. We like to call it. Caliente. It's hot. Yeah, there, there's some it's fire. Here. Hot. Uh, now, I mean, still good. It's yeah. still very good. Very it, good. It has. Uh, it it does strike a balance between the heat and the flavors, but not the perfect balance to me. But let's see how it does with the cigar. Yeah, like for me, on my baby palate, this rum is so hot. Yeah. That I almost feel like you're better off sipping and then puffing. Because the the Liga Privada almost kind of blankets the heat. You know, it almost cools it off in my palate. I wish it had just a tiny bit more sweetness, right? Yeah. Like the rum. Right. Because when I when I puff... And then drink, to me, the, the cigar kind of got lost a little bit. But if I drink and then puff, it's it's a better pairing that way. The cigar complements it. Yes, yes. Yeah, because it adds that bit of sweetness that it was missing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is on the dry side of, it is of dry. these. Yes. So I wasn't expecting that. It probably is very good with cocktails. Yep. I, Come I, to uh, think of I, it. I take back all those other things that I said, right, about <laughs> these not being good for cocktails. Whatever A is should work really nice in a cocktail. Yeah, for sure. Right. All right. So, so that's A. So let's let's get into B. And the, the first thing we'll do is is Ivan, what what it, what, what does it look like visually for it's you? It's clear, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to the first one. Now, in terms of color, color can be achieved by time in a barrel mm-hmm. or by coloring. Right. We don't know what's what here so we don't know if uh if a because a is considerably darker but we don't know if it's because it has spent more time in a barrel or if it's because it has had coloring added we don't know how about does the since you are our everything geek here <laughs> um the you know the sugar process whether it's agricole or would that affect are, anything in the, not on the color not on the no color. matter what process is used the distillate will come out crystal clear so the color will be provided by the barrel or coloring. Uh, now, what process, what, what was used? Was it sugarcane uh, honey? Was it molasses? Uh, what it was, we, we don't know because, again, we're tasting all of these blinds, so we have no idea. I like B. Yeah, I, I, haven't, like I haven't tasted it yet. So B is, is uh, definitely lighter and in the glass looks... Less it thick. Looks, it looks light, yeah. Yeah. Right. If we were doing bourbons, I would be like scared of B because it looks so light. And A, I'd be like, wow, look at this dark thing. It's going to be awesome. And it's just the opposite here. The lighter one is actually bursting with flavor. Bursting with flavor, yeah. Still has the heat, but with the requisite mm. flavor. It's delicious. This this is very this is very good. This is this is has a has a I think you mentioned this has a very kind of like a honey honey molasses kind good of call. This yes. is very very good. And uh, let's see. So I took a sip. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna puff and then sip. Awesome with the cigar. She shorted me on the pour. I know. This must be the expensive one. This must one. be expensive because he gave me <laughs> the, just a tiny bit of it. it I mean, I would say, you know, without without being, yummy, without being too, you know, in the moment, 
I, I would almost think that this cigar and this rum were made for each other. Like, you know, there was like a concentrated effort to pair these two because these two work perfectly. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, don't, lo- I don't disagree. And I love sort of the, the aftertaste from the rum. It stays, it's very fruity. It's very sweet. Almost also like has a, a touch of like oak in it. Yeah. You can taste some oakiness, like a tiny bit, balancing out that sweetness. That's really well made. I don't know what it is, obviously. Yeah. But it's well made. There is so much going on in this rum. It is so good. Yeah. Oh, I my goodness. It. I dig it. So, so far, leader in the clubhouse. For sure. All right. So, let's move on to C. C, C color-wise, I think is in between yeah. A and B. Agreed. It's like <laughs> middle of the road. This one has a stronger smell to it. Yeah. Almost, almost not as quite as strong as A, but... Wow, very different. Yeah. But it definitely This has more of the... Quite different. The deeper caramel uh, aroma that I was expecting when I, when I smelled A. Hmm. Yeah, but there's another thing back there, like a star fruit sort of... Aroma back there? Starfruit. What is that? Wow. <laughs> what the hell is Starfruit? <laughs> Clearly, he's been at my neighbor's house. Holy. Mm. This is good. This is really good. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't have the explosion of flavors that B does, but this is very good, too. Yeah, super smooth. Yeah, that's the word. I think I just retro-held and I burned my nose. <laughs> <laughs> All this talk of retro hail made me burn. Uh, C is really nice. Uh, it is quite different than the other two. Nice. Uh, it's sort of in between the dry and sweet yeah. characteristics of, of A and B. It is. It is. What I get, to, to put it into perspective, B, there's a, there's a, there's a dance party. I mean, you, you drink it. And and after it sort of just stays in your in your in your, on your tongue and in your mouth and it has and it dances around it has a good time. This C, very smooth to your point, Eric, but also it kind of tingles a little bit toward the end. And I like this. I like this. It, it's it, this is going to be hard to choose between B and C. Yeah. Where are I, you? I, I think I think C is more of your when I when we talk about sipping rums. Mm. This is what I have in mind when I can when I'm thinking of a good sipping rum. Whereas B is is very unique on its own. It has so many different flavors going on there that I, I, I like B just from its uniqueness. Hmm. But but C has thrown a complete curveball at me here. Because it is Oof, also you're, very different. You're hard to stump. I just can't get over how smooth C is. I feel like C is from a I don't. It feels like it's from a country where I don't typically get rum from. Mm. I don't know. Right. It's just. It's very different, right? Like when you drink Guatemalan, and I I may be uh, completely wrong here, but when you drink like Guatemalan rums, like Sacapa, they kind of have a similar profile, right? When you drink rums out of Panama, they've got a profile. Nicaragua profile, Venezuela profile, and see. Feels like it's from a different place. So does B. Yeah. So does B. But C even more like. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. So how does very C- interesting three very interesting. Yeah. Shout out to Total Wine for what they sent us. 
here, here, and uh, and Yami for uh, putting these together. So, how does he play with the cigar, though? That's a good question. That that because it it really, like I said, threw a curveball at me. Because for me, and I'd love to hear the expert take on this. For me, B and the cigar are like and have a symbiotic relationship. Correct. Yeah, the perfect harmony. While C, I almost don't necessarily need the cigar with it. Agreed. So that's what this is. It's going to make this, for me, very hard to choose. Where are you with this, Eric? Well, but C, C changes the cigar mm. in a very interesting way. So if what you are looking for is a pairing where where one thing changes the other in a in a interesting and positive way C works really well in that regard like the cigar changes it takes on like a nuttiness that I couldn't uh that wasn't as prevalent before I get it so when I take a sip and if you still have a little bit left take a sip of the rum and then take a puff of the cigar and notice the cigar is quite different than it was before so from that regard, I find it interesting. Well, I will say this. It's the only rum that is now completely gone from my collection. Yummy? Bef- yeah. <laughs> we have to do the reveal, but bring some more out. Mm-hmm. Well, this... this so did what, it change the cigar like I said? It did. It did. And, and for me, for Almost me... toasty, nutty flavors that weren't easily captured before. Here's how I would vote. I would vote... To go with this cigar, I would say B, because I love how they play together. I love the dance that they're doing together. C, I would, I would have that without a cigar, maybe with a meal, you know, a, a good post, even even post meal, kind of like almost like like a, a dessert kind of wine. Not, and I don't mean that in a sweet way. I mean, your meal is done, you, you've had your thing, and now I'm gonna have a nice cocktail after dinner. And and that and C, I love. C, I love, but B, I think, works the best with the cigar. If I'm having a a get-together or getty at the house. Oh, look at you now. Getty, right. <laughs> I think I'm pouring C mm-hmm. for everyone, right? For your and non-smokers. It, and yeah. For everyone. And then if I have a rum snob like Eric or like yourself who admires good rum, I'd like to I, I'd pull out the B and say, hey, check this out. You've probably never had this. That's that's how I, I feel. About uh, C, uh, sorry, B is a, I agree with you on the, with Jim on the, uh, it's almost like dessert. Yeah. Like I, I would totally do that after dinner. Like as Ivan knows, I don't, I don't eat uh, dairy. So desserts mm. are typically of the liquid variety for me. <laughs> so... Uh, so, yeah, I just came back from vacation with the family in Utah, and and it was like, okay, you guys have at it. Have your have your cheesecakes, have your desserts. I'm gonna have some liquid dessert. So I did, and this would work perfectly for that because it has that really nice dessert like sweetness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also not just to for for those out there who are thinking like, oh, I don't want the sweet rum. Uh, it's not like a cloying. Uh, in Spanish, we would say empalagoso sweetness. Right, no. It's not. It's it's a really well done sweetness. It's not 
So no, I, 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 hate, I yeah, I hate rums that go over the top. Me on too. The uh, that sticky sweet, yeah. s- like syrupy sweetness, I don't want. This isn't like that. So and, and by the way, with back to my Getty. <laughs> if I wanted to make somebody a special cocktail, I'd probably use a. Right. Right. I mean, they they all have they all have their purpose. Sure. All right. So do we bring in uh, right. Yami with the big That's reveal? Big. So, well, reveal before we do the reveal. So I think we we all agree that with the cigar we like be the best. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. In terms of the pairing. All right. Let me let me get her. All right. Yami. All right. So here is Yami. Hello, hello. Did you guys like it? Enjoy it. Yes. Great. All right. Great are picks, you ready? Girl. Woohoo! I just heard you say a little bit, and you guys were kind of wrong. Anyways, A. No, reveal it. Reveal it. All right. Well, A is Santa Teresa. Wow. And then you need me to say, oh, 40% alcohol, and it's from Venezuela. And then B, El Pasador de Oro, is from Guatemala, and it's 40%. And C is the rum. Barbara Court. Barbara Court. And that's from Haiti Barbara with a 40 nice. 43% alcohol. Aha. Uh-huh. Wow. Amazing. Very interesting. Amazing. Right? Oro is the total wine uh, special. Incredible. Very, Incredible. Very nice. So, and C was from a country that we typically don't Do taste get, rum from. Yes. And that's what you were saying. That, yeah, Teresa. it was like it has a profile that we don't normally get, and it's from Haiti. And Santa Teresa was the excellent cocktail one. Yep. Excellent. Wow, this worked out well. Good How stuff. Fr- so just to recap it, Santa Teresa, 1796, the Solera rum from Venezuela, that was A. El Pasador de Oro, Gran Reserva, is uh was B that's a 40% uh, rum from Guatemala which again it tasted Guatemalan to me <laughs> and then uh and then C is rum bob and core 15 years estate reserve out of Haiti fantastic very nice three really good rums for different purposes that was again i got to i got to tip my hat to total wine that was Shout out to Pablo. That was beautiful. Great they 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 were there. they were different in different ways, uh, and all very good. Interesting. El Pasador de Oro worked so well with the cigar. Can I have right? some more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah, you go, buddy. We're gonna have to get into that. Meanwhile, as always, a quick reminder and a thank you to Total Wine because, as always, Perfect Pairings is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you'll always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. Visit Total Wine and More at TotalWine.com. So as we, Eric, you and I, get into some of this wine, uh, get into some of this rum. (laughs) Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? And we'll get into some of the wine, too. (laughs) Our buddy Ivan, he met up with Alejandro Noriega Jr. He's the brand ambassador for Santa Teresa Rum. All right. Let's get right into it. Today, we're joined with Mr. Alejandro Noriega, brand ambassador for Santa Teresa Rum. Thanks for joining us, Alejandro. How's it going? Uh, fantastic, Ivan. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a great honor. So excited uh, to talk with some cigars and, and some rum with you. Well, we're always happy to, to drink some booze on this show if you, <laughs> if you, if you listen to us. But uh, let me ask you something. Are you a cigar smoker? 
You know what? Cigars have been in my life probably since I was born, since I came out of the womb. So I think the that heavenly smell of cigars have, has been a has been a privilege in my life since honestly, yeah, since I was one. I remember, you know, I'm I'm Cuban Dominican, so it's de- embedded deeply born a Miami native, first generation American. So my grandparents have always, uh, particularly my my grandfather, you know, would smoke the occasional cigars for Noche Buenas or obviously big parties or birthday parties to celebrate as a celebratory thing. So um, when I became of age, you know, or uh, maybe younger than I should have been, started smoking, you know, we'll, we'll sneak into the cabinet and then take a cigar. So I used to smoke a lot of cigars back in the day, and now I became more of a social smoker, you know, learned to kind of uh, hone in on the actual flavors of good cigars versus just to, you know, keep smoking for a gusto. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I would like to consider myself, yes, I, I'm mostly now a social cigar smoker, but I can't say no to a really good uh, Nicaragua or Kuro <laughs> on my end. So if you're a, a social smoker and you work for a rum company, that means you smoke a lot. You're you're probably a chimney. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in a lot of social environments. I got a third lung for uh, just, just designed uh, for cigar smoke, so <laughs> I think I'll be all right. <laughs> So before we get into the room, give us a little bit more background about yourself, how you got started in the business, and and who exactly you are. So again, I'm Alejandro Noriega, or Alex for short. I also have a nickname that around the local area, everybody calls me Albi. It's a nickname that's been stuck with me since seventh grade. You know, I had a, a seventh grade crush that gave me that nickname, and it was one of those things that stuck with me. I guess it could have been one of those things that in our group of friends, there was like five Alexes. So you know how it is in our world down here. If you're from Miami, then you already know everyone gets a nickname if there's too many of you. So that's that, that, that's, you got a good one, by the way, because yeah. it could have gone a lot worse. Oh, I know. So <laughs> so to be honest, between us here in this podcast, I'll be with short for albino just to make some laughs. laughs. Yeah. You know, I was always interested in hospitality. Uh, my parents actually met in a restaurant. As my dad told me, my mom was actually a waitress at the time, uh, you know, getting her accounting degree or working on that and whatnot. So I guess, you know, it was always in me to work in restaurants. It wasn't until I was like 16. I actually uh, ate at at, uh, Houston's at the time in Coral Gables. And it just fascinated me and like the whole system, how it worked and and just the whole hospitality industry intrigued me. And then little do you know, four years later, I ended up working at Houston's, not even thinking about it. So I'm 19 years old, starting, you know, to bartend there. Um, um, Matt Kutcher, who's actually... I, I want to say I consider him giving my wings for for in hospitality realm. He, he he's now the owner of Locale and Coconut Grove and Kush, pretty much all of Kush Hospitality here in Miami. So he he clearly was the G. He was a service manager there at the time when I worked there for about five years. And before he left, he promoted me to work the main bar. And then you know I started working there and I left. I really got into mixology after that, thinking you know you know everything about bartending after coming from coastal, especially in, in Miami. But really, I didn't really know anything, and uh, I started noticing these special tools like mixing glasses, jiggers, and bar spoons, and so many different types of liquors and rums, and and then what really intrigued me was all the different types of bitters and cordials that were behind the bars and like modifiers that I really had no idea what. But then I really kind of saw myself liking it more because I kind of I was kind of like geeky when it came to talking about spirits, like about what kind of barrels they are. Or, you know, or like for the cigar world, what kind of leaves are we using? What kind of seed is it? Is it a Connecticut leaf? Like most usual stuff lately. And um, so, you know, as, as we geek out on our own in the, on our own sides of our, our expertise, it's kind of like I felt kind of at home 
with these with these other bartenders at the time, or I don't like the word mixologist. So I, I like to call them craft bartenders. You know, kind of like a chef and a cook. There's a difference, right? Sure. So, um, so in that time, I kind of caught myself with these cool guys. I, I, I'm an avid reader, so I noticed these guys were reading a lot of cocktail books, and I just got absorbed into it. You know, never been much of a beer guy, so I, I love cocktails. I just love the flavors, how everything was balanced, how it's fun to pair with food. It's pretty much, you know, like just liquid cooking, if you think about it. And it's an art form. You know, just how I love it with cigars. It's, what fascinates me about the cigars is the actual rollers. You know, those those people are so precise and perfect every time on how they roll cigars. Like, I've tried doing it once, and I just pushed that up, and I was like, I'll leave it to these guys over here. My mind came out looking like a banana canoe. You know, like a <laughs> little canoe boat. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was like, I was like, man, I can't do it with these guys, but but that's how it started, man. And then I uh, met Julio Cabrera, who's a really a worldly known mixologist, owner of Café La Trova. He became kind of a really big mentor for me in my life uh, around 2013 through 2016. Uh, took me out from the Thompson Hotel, which is now the Confidant, and took me under his wing when I was bar managing there. He was consulting at the time for the hotel. That's how we met. And we had, I guess he saw similar styles that we that I, like I had similar to his style in bartending and then worked in the Regent Cocktail Club with him, started competing because uh, that's generally a really good way to to really turn from a bartending side getting into like the, uh, I guess, the liquor industry, you know, or becoming a brand ambassador, should I say even better, uh, was competing, getting in the network, really just trying to get my name out and just uh, trying to go to as many uh, bar seminars or any seminars where all these guys would hang around because uh, it was unique to me and was how do you work for a brand so after competing i uh my biggest one was bacardi legacy made it all the way to the to the regional finals in 2015 and then things happened and then you know uh, it was always been a dream of mine to work for the company of bacardi and Santa Teresa rum was just acquired underneath it so i uh you know i loved both worlds i actually got offered a position with the brand four years ago as a brand ambassador for Santa Teresa rum and it was it was amazing for me so it was um almost like a dream come true, you know? And um, here I am four years later now as, as one of the senior brand ambassadors covering the whole state of Florida. So it's it's a blessing and, you know, and I'm truly honored and it, it's not just a job for me, it's a, it's a lifestyle. You know, and that's how you got to look at it when you come to the side. Very good. Uh, so you've had extensive experience developing yeah. the palette behind the bar uh, experimenting with uh, new crafts, new cocktails. So now you have this excellent uh, product to work with, the Santa Teresa. And I have a bottle of the 1796 here um, in front of me. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. You know, I'm really just talking about the brand and where it comes from. So it's uh, actually the oldest Venezuelan producer out of Venezuela. It was registered in 1909. The Hacienda Santa Teresa is still a very independent and family-owned company. Uh, we've been going around for over 225 years of tradition. And to be honest, once you taste this room, it's very unexpectedly dry. So you can only imagine the thinking that goes on there. You know, it's very, a lot of unexpected thinking. It's also the uh, third oldest rum in the world. So we're behind uh, Mount Gay is the oldest. And I want to say Ray Nephew is the second. Right at, or at Appleton Estate, same, same owners. So it's kind of one of those things. So we are literally the third oldest. Rum in the world, we were founded in, uh, Hacienda was founded in 1796, so that gives you kind of a date on where, how long we've been there. You know, this, this brand has been 
through a lot of stuff. You know, as you know, Venezuela is kind of nationalized, so they, they've uh, survived a lot of wars with the War of Independence in Venezuela, economic depressions, you know, dictatorships as well. Can't even, can't even begin to say the land invasions that they did when they, when threat of nationalization came to the country. And uh, the brand still continues to thrive, you know? The, the history of Santa Teresa alone is, is deep-rooted, you know, starting with the Vollmer family coming over from, from the shores, landing in the shores of Venezuela, excuse me, from, from Germany. You know, the first Vollmer to arrive in Venezuela, he uh, married a local Venezuelan, and her name was, was uh, Francisca Panchita Rivas de Ipalacios, which is actually pretty funny because she's actually um, related, or what should I say, the niece, or excuse me, the cousin, of the Venezuelan independence hero, Simon Bolivar. So as wow. Venezuelans know, yeah, he's a very prominent figure. So, you know, the, the, the bloodline for this family goes very, very deep to like the founding fathers of, of Venezuela. So, you know, after surviving the wars, these two got married and they dedicated it to their lives, rebuilt the hacienda. And, and that's what they did. They dedicated their lives and they continued it and continued building pretty much for their future gen, uh, dynasties or generations, however you want to call it, to really build and hone in the family legacy, right? Like, like I would do the same, you know, anybody would. So you have these right. like, war-torn lands and God only knows the equipment they had during those times. So I, I know it took years to really rebuild these lands and patience, you know? So through all this, the Vollmer family, you know, they still distilled sugarcane there, bottled rum at the Hacienda. So the Hacienda has been making rum in Venezuela literally for over 200 years. We're actually... This year is actually the 225th year. Uh, October 16th was the date of the Hacienda, pointing the date of the natural day of the Hacienda was founded. So this year is the 225th year, just to give you an exact. So Santa Teresa is also a single estate rum. So that basically means every from the sugarcane to all the waters, um, everything is provided and sourced right on the estates, on our estates, even from local farms in the valley. It's perfect environment. For uh, growing rum, we're surrounded by peaks and mountains. So it's a very, very good temperate climate. So think about California. You know, you have those colder nights and hot days. So that's perfectly how it is over there. And then those natural wind turbines from the valleys give us natural wind. So it's blowing those sugar canes left and right, just picking up that terroir and moving everything around. So there's a lot of complexity going around just alone in the terroir. From fermentation to distillation, aging and blending, it's, everything is there. So that's pretty much what single estate means. We have so many eyes and ears that it's just the process of it is really hard to, to mess up. Single, single estate, but uh, on the bottle it says Solera. So yeah. if you want to just give us a little explanation of that. The Solera method is kind of one of our methods of fractional blending. So after we age our rum separately in American bourbon oak barrels, we like to take it a step further and we use into our Solera barrels, which are actually hogshead barrels from SpaceX. So they have a nice scotch residue in those barrels before, um, before we put our, our rum inside of it. When we get these barrels, we don't break them down either. We get them fully intact, and then we fill them up with our juice, and we're ready to go. So that's pretty much what Solera does. We never empty out these barrels. Uh, it's kind of like a four-tier system, like barrels stacked on top of each other. The word Solera is actually derived from the word suelo, which means ground. So you're always going to start uh, pulling the juice from the bottom rows, and we're only going to extract around 50% of it. So those barrels always stay half filled ever since the beginning pour in 1992, for the first fill, excuse me, in 1992. So there's always to say that there's always a little bit of the residues in those barrels from the first fill. 
You get what I'm saying? So it's actually a very unique, complex method, but it really provides that artisanal, unique flavors and um, like unexpectedly dry flavors of the rum if you're trying it. So you get a lot of notes of vanilla, you know, very heavily forward in baking spices. But as you as it transfers down the middle of your palate, you get like these really soft leather notes. And then it kind of just balances out right in the back with like a nice cream toffee finish and a nice warm sensation down the palate, you know? And so it's a very, very unique style of rum. The color on its own has a nice amber copper hue versus our other other rum um, partners out there that they have a more com- uh, co- uh, copper color. So I like to give it is just that copper, excuse me, that amber hue that we get is from those extra barrels that we age because after we age in those Solero barrels, we have... Uh, a resting vat that's made out of uh, limousine oak where it doesn't gain any flavors or anything. It's just, it just rests there for a solid period, about three to six months or whenever Nestor Ortega, who is our master of whenever he feels his team fit, we take it out of that vat and, um, and we bottle it. So as you're, as you're telling me about the tasting notes, I am pouring myself a glass uh, that was very generously sent over to us. So I would like to experience these flavors as you're saying them. Uh, and as you said, it has a very beautiful amberish color here. I'm, I'm going to drink it out of a Glencairn glass. I also have a cigar here. Perfect. That's what we do uh, around here. But uh, yeah, I just poured myself a little bit of it right here, and I'd um, do you ha- do you are you going to be drinking with me or am oh, I? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go with you right here. I got I got a nice right. little dram poured. I'm already smelling the bouquet, and it's what's amazing about this rum is what do you smell? on that bouquet it's i smell you know that nice nice soft Great. smells of bright zephyr sugar cane right yeah a lot of perfume in there so it kind of gets like a sweetness aroma to it every time you smell it but once you take that first sip oh man this is waking up everything now right now the first sip always wakes up everything it's like good morning america in my, in my mouth right now. <laughs> i mean i'm gonna full disclosure here i mean i love santa santa teresa i buy this room all the time i mean nice well, the quality is always there. It's it's a versatile rum. You know, I can there sip it. I can I can mix it. And uh, I mean, the price is excellent, also. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie. So, yeah. um, like right now, I'm drinking it neat. I mean, I'm sure you can make this in cocktails, also. Yes. Um, but uh, but it's very uh, drinking it neat here. It's very very smooth. Um, has you know, it's almost like buttery. Mm-hmm. Not too sweet. I hate. I'm not going to use the word hate, but I, I don't love rums that are over the top sweet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it and makes I, it artificial or not, but this this doesn't seem like that at all. No, it's not. And, and again, I'm. It's just it's very complex, and I I blame our dryness. Well, we don't add any extra sugar to our to our rum, but the dryness comes from those barrels. You know, we have a blend of light rums, heavy rums, and pot still rums, which are each between. We're sorry, which are each aged between four to 35 years. And then we blend those light rums, heavy rums together. And then, then we go into that Solero. So it's just the bourbon barrels to the to the hogshead barrels, then touching that finishing vat made out of limousine oak. You're just touching three unique types of wood, you know, from, well, hogshead barrels are technically ex, um, ex-American oak barrels, but used by Scotch producers. So, and hogshead barrels, as you know, are quite larger and porous in size. So you always get a different flavor from the woods. 100% true like um so not to get carried off in wood <laughs> tasting and stuff yeah, like that yeah, but, yeah, but I, yeah but i i blame it on that it's 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 uniquely 
you know, well done. And we have a great group of guys that are down there that really watch, you know, that have had a second chance in their lives to really make this run. And I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Project Alcatraz, but that's no. in the back of the bottle, if you look at it, right yeah. in the center in the middle, you see it, Puerto Alcatraz. And yeah. that's something that is truly unique because we can talk rum all day, but I have to say this about this rum. It's very unique and something that we do down there since 2003 is is this project in which our current CEO and fifth generation rum maker, Alberto Vollmer, he uh, came up with this, this reform to take criminal gangs in Venezuela by combining vocational trainings, values, formations, um, what else do you do? Psychological assistance we put in there. We also put in formal education because a lot of these guys, you know, have like a first grade, if, if luckily third grade reading level, you know, which is pretty sad. And then one, one, there was one component that was missing for these guys, you know, and they had a lot of testosterone. So um, Alberto and his brother, they actually played rugby in, in college in Europe. So they figured out this is a sport that nobody knows here. And he was right. And these guys would look at an uh, oval shaped ball and had no idea what to do with them. So, and the sport actually worked because since no one played it, no one can make fun of each other, you know? And it's actually a game that's played by ruffians. By, sorry, it's uh, played by a ruffian sport played by gentlemen. That's how, that's how it goes. Yes, that's how it goes. So, so it's perfect. You know, so they, they played rugby and through rugby really formed their values, gained respect. They discipline, you know, started happening with these guys. They started doing a lot more teamwork, sportsmanship. You know, humility was 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 one of these things that was taught as well to to make these gentlemen succeed, or ladies as well that were in this program to succeed in life. You know, this program actually rescued hundreds of men and women from crimes and has lowered the region's homicide rate by ninety percent. And the region I'm talking about is the Aragua Valley, so that's where the hacienda is located of Santa Teresa in the state of Aragua. So within that valley, just alone, ninety percent of the crime rate went down. And the beautiful part about this is once they're done with this program. They're able to work in the hacienda um, in whichever, you know, opportunities are available. So some of these guys actually work in the bottling room facilities or they help out with the youth rugby leagues that we have. So, so kids, instead of after, for like after school programs, instead of going to the street or doing whatever bad stuff, they can come to the hacienda and kind of like play rugby before I fall and go home for the next day. So have a nice red wax um, uh, that covers the bottle. And that last teardrop there actually represents that blood, sweat, and tears that these gentlemen actually went through, you know, in all their daily lives and everything just to help them change. I actually uh, I actually caught that story from Mr. Vollmer on a TED Talk, which he has. So uh, to anybody listening out there, if you want more information on that, I would look up uh, Mr. Vollmer on that TED Talk. It's an excellent story and a great piece of history. Uh, of the brand here and, and how they how how their culture is within the company, uh, which is excellent. So I, I'm not gonna lie to you. This uh, this room is going very well with the cigar that I'm smoking. I'm smoking a Davidoff Nicaragua box press. Nice. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if you had this before, but it's uh you know it's a medium plus cigar made out of Nicaragua. Yep. Obviously, it's got peppers. Uh, it's got wood, nuts, and it complements this rum um, excellent. You know, I mean, rum's always been a, uh, you know, a perfect pairing when it comes to cigars. I agree. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I love, I love whiskeys. I love uh, wine. 
but rum has always been something that's gone with with cigars very well and it complements so well because i think it's it's like easy going it's not as i don't know maybe as hard as like a whiskey and it maybe has a little bit more bite than like a wine or something right. and it's got like a sweetness aspect to it that you know it just it, it just makes it very very enjoyable um what do you what are your thoughts uh as to uh having this santa teresa neat uh or in a cocktail like uh I, i'm sure I, for me it, it works both ways but but why don't you give us a little bit between uh you know the differences and maybe you know what what you prefer what do you think well Either or is fine. If, if you kind of, I, I like it to drink it neat, especially, uh, I love you mentioned the Davidoff, because uh, those are probably one of my favorite brands. I, I For me, if I'm drinking it neat, I'll probably end up with the Escudillo, Escudillo, excuse me. Yep. You know, just that, like you said, that sweet original taste that it has and that saltiness, I think it pairs very well, you know, with the rum neat. But then if you open it up with a little bit of water, adding like a little bit of soda or just a little drop of water on ice, a little bit more bolder on the cigar end than maybe do like a nice maduro or something, but neat around the rocks is obviously the best way to drink this uh, super premium rum because it just has so many flavors. But the best part about this rum too, it actually mixes very well in, in cocktails. You know, um, dark rum has actually been trending lately just because of those characteristics and those notes, uh, you know, makes very well tiki, good, uh, very well tiki, co very good, excuse me, tiki cocktails. Um, you know, there's, some of the cocktails that we actually have made with Santa Teresa, you can do kind of like a spicy mango daiquiri with it for the summertime. You can even do a uh, an old fashioned, which is a very good rum cocktail. Uh, excuse me, a very good cocktail with this rum. It's and I mean, not honestly, not just because I work for the brand. Um, in my opinion, I think it makes one of the best rum cocktails ever. Um, old fashions, a rum old fashioned with Santa Teresa 1796. That dryness with a little bit of the sweetness from the Demerara syrup and counteracting it with bitters, I think it makes one of the best rum old fashions ever. And I'm not just saying that. So if you haven't had a rum old fashioned with 1796, the Santa Teresa run, then you definitely most have to have it. It's going to change your mind completely on how you think about cocktails. I like that. I like, I like old fashions, but giving it a little bit of a different spin with a Santa Teresa uh, sounds excellent. I mean, I, I don't think you should like, you know, be, be making a cocktail with you know like one of these like long island iced tea type things but i like something that would like highlight the rum exactly with very simple ingredients like you said with like a bitter or something like that like yeah like what you would in an old fashioned a negroni would even be excellent with this rum do it like a nice rum negroni you know oh my god you're yeah. you're oh my god i'm a negroni <laughs> guy so you're yeah, saying that's... switch out the gin yep go Go rum, it's so rum. Yeah, I like to call it a it's kind of and a funny joke, a Ramoni. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So equal. So you're saying equal parts Santa Teresa, right? Uh, uh sweet vermouth, and then a Campari, no? Uh, yeah, any Campari or, or any bitter could work. Like Martini bitter is good as well. Uh, or yeah, or Campari. And same same recipe. All you're doing is subbing out the gin for the uh for the rum. Mm. I'm, gonna so, man, it's delicious. I'm gonna have to try that and get back to you to see how it worked out. Uh, that I, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that it's the dryness of this rum that really makes that cocktail work. You know, you get the sweetness from the vermouth, and obviously the bitter component from the Campari or Martini bitter, which whichever bitter is your preference. 
and then that dryness and well balance from that Sinatrace of 1796 just gives it this unique flavor and it kind of just makes you smile when you drink it. You kind of be like, man, this is this is good, <laughs> you know? So Ramoni. <laughs> I don't think it's an actual an actual term, but yeah, I like to say Ramoni. I think it's cool and catchy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to say that drinking this, I mean, it's it's so easy going. It's not very, very high in alcohol where it, I mean, it says 40% on the bottle, but, you know, it's not like this thing that's like just kicking you in the gut, um, but yet it's giving you a little bit more than, than you would expect uh, flavor-wise and complexity. Yeah. It's very, very nice, and it just goes well, so, so well with the cigar. Yeah, and, and you know what else, actually? For whiskey drinkers out there, actually, it's a very good introductory rum. You know, I've had my, you know, my, 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 my good times, you know, cigar bars or wherever I'm out working, trying to convert, you know, people to rum. And, and I never really, you're never going to really fully convert someone that same day. You know, it takes time. Well, but, uh, let me, let me jump in here one second. Yeah. I mean, if there was a time to convert a whiskey and specifically a bourbon drinker to rum. Now is the time because. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the real estate or or Bitcoin or what it is, but bourbon are through the roof where you go to buy a bourbon. They've gotten so expensive that you're almost looking for other options that are equally as enjoyable, but not as hard on the pocketbook. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Uh, and I, I just blame that on... And it's a good thing in a way because it's just educationally consumers are very more aware now about bourbons and, and whiskeys in general. So it's like back in the day where an ambassador, whiskey ambassador would explain whiskeys, nobody really would be asking a lot of questions versus now you have these regular consumers knowing so much about bourbon and rye that they're just really geeking out, you know, so like demand is high, which is a beautiful thing to have. But at the same time, yeah, like you're. Versus the pricing point of of Santa Trace rum, which you know you can find it at forty. I mean, I don't want to really speak too much on bourbon or whiskeys. It's not my my expertise to the most part, but for the price point, you can't go wrong with Santa Trace of seventeen ninety six at forty dollars. That's retail, you know, and it's it's a premium premium rum. It's the highest of our three SKUs right now in the U.S. You know, we have the Santa Teresa Claro, and then the Gran Reserva, which is just the regular añejo, and then we have this bad boy right here. Very good, man. Um, so how can people uh, stay uh, abreast of everything that's going on at Santa Teresa? Is there a social media uh, platform that they can follow you at uh, and the rum? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow us at, uh, at Santa Teresa Rum, R-U-M. And even for a personalized bottle that you want for a friend or for gifting or for yourself even, uh, you can visit, you know, SantaTeresa.com. So, sorry, sanitraserum dot uh, passionspirits dot com. <laughs> All right, that's great. Well, I th I think that's about it. Uh, we can we can spend all day talking <laughs> room and, and cigars. That's true. Up to me. I think that uh, that about does it. Alejandro, we appreciate you spending all the time with us today and and spending and sharing all this room knowledge with us. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Ivan. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. 
This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. Always a good time with Ivan and Alejandro Noriega Jr. We want to thank him. He's, of course, the brand ambassador for Santa Teresa Rum. Good stuff. Good stuff there, my friend. Oh, my God. Can't wait to try a Ramoni. A little rum Negroni. <laughs> oh. I didn't know that you you had that. Ramoni. I like yes, it. sir. Rum-oni. Thanks to, thanks to Alex for that. Good stuff. Good, good stuff, man. Okay. Let's get back to our smoky treat here. Once again, Liga Privada. H99. How how are we feeling so far? I'm about halfway through mine. Where are you at, Eric? I think that uh, it has uh, stood up to all these rums, <laughs> right? It has punched it out with them, and uh, and we're still uh, we're still rocking. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying the cigar. Uh, I think that the flavor profiles have stayed have stayed true throughout this uh, this rum experience. And now that I'm not freshly sipping on rum, it really has just returned to what it was, right? Which is that sweet red pepper with that spiciness and that little bit of earthiness in the background, a little bit of cocoa in the background. Uh, a really fine smoke. If you can get it, uh, get your hands on it. It's good. Ivan, how you feeling? Still enjoying it. I mean, I still get a lot of that wood, uh, mm-hmm. that refined wood uh, flavor. It's Should we explain the refined? What you mean by refined wood? It's because there is a generic wood woodiness. Of course, like you'll find that in a lot of inexpensive cigars, you'll find a generic woodiness, and you go, "Oh, it, yeah, it's woody, right?" Right. And it feels like if you were to put a wood varietal on it, it would be like pine. You know, it feels like a little right. bit of pine wood, which what? would be the cheap wood at Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. This does <laughs> not have that. No, this is in the expensive section with the exotics. This is a shell lumber exotics. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. me, tell me something about your retro hailing right now, Jim. I'm Dude, excited. I am. I have discovered. I mean, this is. I want to save it for for our next segment. For, yeah, up. exactly. But this is this is. I mean, this is a brand new world. This is this is like when when you when you're on YouTube, you know, where you can of course. You know, see a lot of the the cigar snob magazine material, like the mailbag and stuff. Um, 
This is like when you find out one of those hacks. Like, I'm this days old now that I've discovered retrohaling. And it's opened up a brand new world, especially the sweetness you part You're a born-again retrohaler. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah, my friends. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, this, this cigar is fantastic. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, good. the price point, you know, again. Yeah, it's high. It's, it's high, but you are, without a shadow of a doubt, getting what you paid for. Because oftentimes, you know, in the cigar world, and just in anything, in, in, in you know, you, you think you're going to overpay for things just for the prestige or for the clout of it. Or for the branding of it or, like, the packaging or this you're paying amazing. a lot for this is That's not the case this here. This is amazing. So good stuff. Shout out to our friends at Liga Privada. This is, this Drew, is, Drew State. This, 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 this is an amazing, amazing stick. All right. So what did we learn today? I'm going to start with Eric Calvino. So... I learned that this the the hybridizing of of Corojo with Criollo 99 really did produce that uh, desired effect right from from Drew Estate on this wrapper, which is that sp- that sweet spicy combination. I thought that that you know it's not easy. Cigar making is not easy, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Like these guys, they. Uh, they they put in a tremendous amount of work to try to make these things happen, and and so I want to give a quick shout out to Willie Herrera, who is the master blender at Drew Estate, indeed, uh, for pulling that off. Right, that like the yeah, if the goal was to create that sweet spicy combination, dude, you nailed it. It is uh, it's not easy to do, and he nailed it. So that's that's what I learned today. Mr. Ocampo? Uh, Jim, I don't want to steal any of your thunder because I know where you're going with this. <laughs> but I've never really analyzed my retrohaling, uh, like, the differences. No, no, the differences <laughs> in flavors between my retrohale and my regular exhaling. And the, um, yeah, the flavors I get are so different from both that combined is what makes you enjoy a cigar. So again, I don't want to steal your thunder and oh, maybe no. that's steal where away, you're, steal where away. You're going, but it was very nice to like actually analyze that very very like experimentally doing this. Well on, ex- on explicitly the show. analyzing yeah. that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that was cool. Well for me what I learned today, we are literally doing the Lord's work here on the Cigar <laughs> Snob podcast. Because again, this is I have been smoking cigars for quite a long time. And since I've joined you guys and just been able to hang out with you guys. Um, this retro hail experience has been amazing. So it has opened up. I mean, again, I feel like, again, I don't know if it's true or not. I feel like I've cleaned out my nasal cavities, <laughs> you know, thanks to the smoke. And I am, and I am picking up like notes and accents between the fruit and the sweetness and the mango and the honey and, and some of these rum and some of these rums. It, it is, I am like, Literally like a newborn baby, just looking around and it, 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 everything. I feel like yep, you have to yep. put drops in my eyes because I'm just walking around like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing experience. You've taken a a step. Honestly, no, not exaggerating. You have taken a step today, right? Like that. You have cigar smokers that just smoke to just blow smoke, right? And today you took a step in the direction of, okay, I, I really want to experience what I am smoking fully. And today you, you did take a step in that direction, so that's cool, man. Yeah, God. yeah. I'm glad to be a part of it. Oh my God, I, I, I just <laughs> you're gonna pick, cry? No, you, I think we. Sh- I think Jasper should cut in like <laughs> that song in Pulp Fiction, right when girl. girl dun, 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 well, and again, you'll I think be a woman 
soon. Well, that, that that's for another show, and I don't know if it's legal in some states, but but I think I think for me, and this again, this all goes back to what I've always my goal in the cigar uh, world has always been to develop my palate. And I think this just this just goes toward developing and maturing the palate. So this this has been this has been great. This has been great, and I hope you guys at home, yeah, yeah have been able sure to enjoy. That's why it. We do it. Yeah, for the seasoned, uh, you know, enthusiast to to the newbie. That that's what the Cigar Snob Podcast is about. So good time. So just want to thank everyone for joining us. Always follow us, you know, and if you like the show, make sure you give us five stars, write a review. Definitely helps. And check out the YouTube channel. You know, always good content. I love the mailbag segment. It's funny they that thing people still love that that segment and and we get more views on the mailbag or we call it mail time in Facebook than we do on YouTube. The YouTube numbers for the for the mail time aren't that big because it's it's kind of a, it grew as a Facebook thing. Mm-hmm. But but it's still a thing that everyone like we had the trade show recently and as we're walking through everyone's asking me, "Hey, you got you brought your knife with you? I got a box <laughs> for you to open, buddy." You know, like that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, the the mail time is still something that people love. So we continue doing it. And people keep sending stuff. So right. Cigar Snob Magazine, that's where you can get the, the actual, you know, hard Physical, copy. Yeah. Hard copy of, of it. Of course, CigarSnobMag.com. CigarSnob.com. CigarSnob.com. And, of course, you can always join us always on our social medias and, of course, right here on the podcast. So for Ivan Ocampo, for Eric Calvino, and for our buddy Jasper, our, our fearless leader, Nat G, who puts up with all our nonsense. Yep. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll talk to you next time on the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. Later. See you. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.